the body's manifestation of, of stress, of depression, of digestive, like all of those kind of core things. It's there's so much to be said about paying attention to our emotional health. And this is like the, why we all guys, we got to be dealing with our shit, <laughs> you know, and but we all have cry it. during Rage Against the Machine. Just cry, cry during your Rage Against the Machine, <sighs> like embrace the anger, embrace the vulnerability, like embrace the whole spectrum of human emotion and experience. And my hope is that we can talk more and explore more about that humanity on the podcast this year and make space for that. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast this week. We are like already nearing almost the end of January. I mean, not when we're recording this, but when, you know, you guys are listening and holy moly, (laughs) it's all happening so quickly. Um, <laughs> Typical. Yes. Uh, we are <laughs> recording this prior to Inauguration Day, mm. post-staging oh. a coup in the Capitol. <laughs> hmm. Fucking domestic terrorism. No big deal. Um, no big deal. I a fire. It's fine. Cannot wait. I have so many plans for Inauguration Day. I'm going <laughs> to... I think there's going to be a lot of drinking involved. <laughs> Not that, you know, everyone should be drinking to cope, but I will be toasting. There will be celebration. Oh I'm very gosh. excited. I and I don't believe in the savior of a president. You know what I mean? But man, like this but is the hope got of the future. To end, please. Yeah. The, the hope of future is something to celebrate. Oh my gosh. Yes. So anyways, not to get too political on the podcast, although, um, you know, we all have our moments and things that we stand for. And you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you know where I stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like this month has gone by quickly already, even when we're recording this and and Mm. um, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, hopefully just continued improvement throughout the year of circumstances and man, it's we're in an interesting time in our house right now. Uh, Governor Brown in the state of Oregon has uh, basically said, you know, it's kind of up to each individual school district to decide what they would like to do moving forward. Kind of uncertain future, it feels like. Correct. Yeah. So we Mm -hmm. feel like we're in limbo. And a lot of the situation that we have going right now with my mom Mm -hmm. and her doing preschool for little man and, you know, one other kiddo. And we're kind of in our little quarantine pod. It rests Mm -hmm. on the fact that we're all quarantining. (laughs) Right. That might change here soon. And we might just be kind of upping our risk, but staying in our same kind of pattern and just going with whatever that updated risk looks like uh, if Josh has to be back in the classroom. Um, Mm -hmm. I know this sounds terrible. I know so many parents out there are on the side of like, please, can we go back to school? 
but I'm just like, can we just please think about the health of our teachers for a minute? And, you know, whether you're on the side of yes to Mm -hmm. vaccination or no, every teacher should at least be given the choice and the opportunity to vaccinate if they would like to before having to re-enter in-person learning. And so that's kind of my biggest concern, not necessarily that Josh is vaccinated, but that he gets the choice to do so um, for himself. And, uh, you know, we know vaccines are not like a fix all for everything, but we're not going to get into the vaccine debates. We've already, we're going to touch on a couple of hot button things and I'm not avoiding those, but well, I will say, I mean, I, I believe in, in choice, um, but yeah. I also believe in responsibility and it is not lost on me that so much of the health that we experience and the lack of disease that we experience now is because of vaccination prior. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not as simple and cut and dry, but I also know of, you know, many ill health effects of, of certain vaccines and how they can, um, manifest in children's bodies and all of that. So it's not, it's not a, cut and dry situation all of that to be said true true we're in this position where we are um we're trying to figure out what next steps are and having so a tough yeah there's no map there's have, nobody telling you what's right and wrong nobody told you how to I walk mean, through a pandemic so i know i know people are trying to tell us what's right and wrong and good and bad but mm. that's not the reality of the situation for many 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 people it's it's complex it's very there's a lot of layers and things to consider and break down and yeah i'm like I feel for teachers so much in this last, like, all through 2020 and going into 2021. It's, it's, there has never really been any time to just adjust. It's just been constantly be on your toes. And when there's little people involved, everyone in the teaching profession that I've ever really interacted with are teaching for the right reasons. It's because they want to work with children. They want to, you know, do what's right by them. And I, there's, how the heck do you do that? <laughs> like, well, how, and do you, I, how do you do that now? I think at this point, I, I personally, obviously I'm biased in this thought, but I feel like teachers should have hazard pay this year <laughs> um, if they're required mm-hmm. to go back to in-person learning. Uh-huh. And Well, our school district is getting ready to get hot and heavy on a levy for our school district and it is very divided and it's um a lot of the levy our our school district has literally never voted down a levy in like the 20 year history that i've heard people That's talk amazing. about it all our school district has done is <laughs> vote down levy. vote down i know i remember that when i lived there um no here everybody is very prideful in a good way that their education mm-hmm. is well funded and that um they always pass levies always um, I don't know what's going to happen this time. And there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. And there's no simple way to put it. <laughs> there's people picketing. And there's like a lot of anger on the internet over it. And it's it's a lot to process. Well, I will say, I think just kind of wrapping up my thought on that, I we're asking a lot of risk-wise of teachers to be in school right now. Uh-huh. And... I also understand the need for folks to like get back to work or get back to some semblance of normalcy with their work, um, be able to go into their offices, things like that, you know, but there is no back to normal right now. Like that just doesn't exist. And 
I also completely understand that it is quite a privilege to be able to even stay at home right now or have mm-hmm. your kids at home, et cetera. Like, I just want you guys to know, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of perspective here and always more to be had for that matter. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's a really unnerving for us right now. Like, it's hard for me to admit. I feel really anxious about him going back to school, possibly in person and just like the cesspool of, of germs that already exist within a middle school. <laughs> and yeah, then, oh you know, adding to that, you know, it's not mm-hmm. lost on me that I have not had a cold since lockdown. Like, right. I have not had one cold. Which I, I can attest Not one sore throat. <laughs> well, I'm always, like, I was always sick prior, which I mean, hello, working mm-hmm. on the immune system. But that was a lot of the conversation we were having around my health prior to this mm-hmm. pandemic. Uh-huh. And yep. I have not been sick once since. And and Josh, you know, kind of mentioned the other day, he's like, that is not separate from me not being in school and catching all mm-hmm. of these things and giving them to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, anyways I there's just I my heart goes out to everybody both on on both sides of of the equation whether it's you know parents of kids who are headed back to school or not and mm-hmm. dealing with that um when maybe you had some hope or maybe you do have hope for things to change and for teachers yeah. who are kind of grappling with what that looks like for them and the kind of risk that you're assuming and that your families are assuming when you're doing that it's just it's there's for real that's really hard so it's a lot okay well let's go lighter um i know (laughs) tell me i mean that's so understandable you i I wish that i could do more for you guys i'm such a two i love you (laughs) what's going on with you i guess i mine's not so not so heavy guys i want i I gotta tell you like about some food that i'm eating (laughs) (laughs) jen wants to share about her food which makes me very happy Okay, well, that's good. Um, I, you know, have been, I've always been, well, not always, let's be clear, not always, for a long time now, <laughs> I've been an ingredients reader, like, mm. and I've just have refined that, like, you know, so to speak, muscle of like reading an ingredients list or reading an ingredients label and being like, okay, what is this? What is this? What is this going to mean for my body? What is it going to mean for my kids' bodies? Blah, blah, blah. And for the first time ever, I flat out told my husband, you cannot give me treats for Christmas. Like, I can't, you cannot put treats in my stocking. Mm. And he panicked a little at first because he was just like, but what do I, how do I, but, (laughs) and he's like, that literally makes me so sad to think that your stocking will be like, not, it'd be like empty. Because we, in years past, have like filled it with like savory things to eat. And like, it's not always candy, but it's like, you know, it's a part of our gifting experience for each other is food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, you can't. I'm struggling to keep a like a handle on things myself. So I've went through this real exploratory situation of like, okay, what what can I not handle right now? What can I handle right now? And what does that mean? I've really leaned into some paleo framework because most of it, not all of it, but most of it works for me. Um, and I needed some parameters to wrap my head around because I was just, I was kind of spinning when I realized what I needed to do for my body. And you were a huge part of that, of helping me realize that. Um, but I, the only thing I asked for if food wise for Christmas was, um, Hue chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it was so dreamy, so yummy. And I mean, I'm talking like every few days I'd have a square because I was just trying to like figure out what this felt like and how my body handled it. And, um, let me tell you, Hue chocolate has been... Um, a delightful part of this experience um, as far as like any treats go 
But um, I found this recipe. I'm going to have to, um, I want to say it was, I found it on Pinterest and I, because I really struggled with breakfast because I wasn't eating eggs um, and I was eating more paleo and I was just, honestly, breakfast is tough anyway in our house because everybody has different needs in our home. And for a long time, I was going to easy, like buttered toast because um, I love buttered toast, but also... I was like buttered toast, my gosh, and gluten free. But um, anyway, and um, leaning into like Ticino and tea and um, just other like my I didn't really have like full meals, but I realized like that needed to change. And I there's this website um called Fed and Fulfilled, and I found this recipe that is an egg free breakfast casserole. Okay, we're gonna have to link that for folks. Oh my gosh, you guys, it has changed my world. I now make two giant casseroles at a time because it is my breakfast. And truly, when I get too busy, because this happens and this happens to everybody, when I get too busy and just my meal prep doesn't go the way I expect it to, and I just get too busy, I was starting to skip meals um, in the beginning of this journey. And I was like, stop it. Like I knew, I knew that was bad, but I didn't know what else to do. And when I put other food in my mouth, it made things hurt. And so I just ended up skipping sometimes. And I was like, I have to stop doing this. Um, and this egg-free casserole has been the most delightful. My whole family loves it, like, which blows my mind. My seven-year-old, my 10-year-old, well, actually, huh, he's 11 tomorrow. Huh. Um, my, my parents, everybody loves it. And my, there's so many diverse um, needs in my family that it, it tastes like it tastes like Thanksgiving because <laughs> it's got like thyme and rosemary and sage in it and it's just oh my gosh it's so yummy and it's spaghetti squash and um, ground pork and mushrooms and zucchini but it's Yum. all cooked and I knew I needed that I needed like kind of like really cooked well, well things that was our discussion yes <laughs> that was our discussion and I leaned into it because it did feel good I was like okay I need to cook everything for now okay um and this oh this casserole is just so good um and it takes me a couple days to make the big portions that I do and it's worth it to me every single time and I just I don't know between Hue chocolate and this yummy casserole it's been a delightful surprise that I I was kind of expecting drudgery and I just wasn't willing to totally settle for it I'm like I'm gonna like try new things and figure stuff out and it's been fine like I don't feel deprived I don't feel I feel restricted but that's because it's a restrictive situation that's yeah, temporary let's not lie and be like I don't feel restricted at all oh no I totally feel restricted <laughs> it's really sad when I smell yummy things that I can't eat I'm like oh but um I know it's temporary and I I'm choosing in this moment to lean into I mean I'm definitely gonna have moments where I'm like I just want some french fries um but I'm not gonna do that right now because I just don't want to I don't want to feel bad mm. like it means that much to me to not go back to where I was um, to continue exploring the yummy and filling my life with yummy things instead of being sad that I'm missing the things that I would normally eat and just be like, it's a see you later. It's not goodbye. It's like a, I'll have some fries <laughs> down the road. It's fine. We'll return. We'll return from overseas later. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we'll, you know, I'll try those things when I feel ready to and Anyway, so I'm just, I'm grateful for the things I have found mm -hmm. that do work for me. And it's, it's not been as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, so. whatever you're doing seems to be working and I'm glad to see my friend feeling better. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. And on that note, me too. Um, 
we have a pretty juicy episode for you guys today. It's actually the so second juicy. half of our conversation <laughs> from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen shares a bit more about her experience with CBD and kind of the stigma around CBD as well as you know what it felt like to kind of take a break from the podcast and come back to that and take some time for like rest and reset and health and I'm just I'm here for this conversation so yeah I think I I also talk about the acute biliary attack I had in December which I think is a big part of like my recent journey and let's be clear I did not stop CBD during that time because I still felt like it was helping me in fact I'm pretty sure it was a big part of me feeling like cool we got this like (laughs) so i'm i'm super excited for this conversation me too well and thank you for being so open to have it on the podcast so i hope you guys enjoy yeah and over time so i've been dosing with it since september and i've been playing with the dosages and like learning about the industry and um over and over again i'm having these experiences of i'm so thankful for this resource because I feel like me. I'm actually doing things that feel like me. I'm um, feeling things that feel like me, like crying to Rage Against the Machine, (laughs) like allowing myself to go places emotionally that I'm not sure I've ever let myself. I'm prioritizing so much more efficiently for everything. My self-care, my children, my household. Like I... I just so much, I feel so much more clear in my thinking and I feel peaceful and calm, which is like, I should have done this a long time ago. Like I may have been depressed for a very long time and wasn't Mm. willing to accept it or look at it. it. I think it's really hard. I mean, I have some experience with like postpartum depression and then Mm -hmm. actually peripartum, is that what it's called? No, not partum. Perinatal depression. <laughs> yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, that's not the right word. Um, <laughs> during pregnancy. But I it's it's so hard. Every time I've experienced depression, mm-hmm. similar to what you did, like I I notice it so much later. <laughs> yeah. Until yes. I kind of have that moment where I'm like connecting with Josh and he's like hey, it seems like you're kind of, you're not quite yourself. You're kind of dipping into this like cyclical kind of thought process again. And and it mm-hmm. isn't until we had that happen once where we kind of recognized it in hindsight. And I'm talking hindsight, like a couple of years. Yeah. And I was like, real. I think I was really depressed back then. Uh-huh. Um, like clinically depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't know to seek out help. I didn't even know anything was really wrong. And I think part of that is exactly what you said. And I just wanted to repeat this for folks. If you guys are feeling this way, I mean, it's really hard to see depression when it doesn't look like what we think depression looks like. This is not a cartoon people like, no. And it's not just, it's not a dramatized movie either. This is like, we're humans that have complex things going on. It varies with every person, like how depression presents with every person is so different. Someone might feel that like daily, like really doom and gloom and, and be flat on their face on the couch and just can't move or do anything and the energy and all sorts of, that Mm -hmm. might be the picture of depression for you. But for others, it might manifest in more of an anxious place, all sorts mm-hmm. of things. And you might, you can still experience joy and happiness and, you know, th- 
like think things are going fine when you're feeling depressed and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, and I'm not an expert over here by any means I've experienced, you know, bits and pieces myself, but it's, it's hard to recognize until you kind of have been through it before. And then you can kind of pick it apart and be like, okay, I think this is, I think this is what I'm going through again. Um, right. and notice those signs for yourself. But I just like, I'm so proud of you. Like, thank you for talking mm, about you. it on the podcast. It's <laughs> I, a, little, a lot. Like it's a lot. And I, I hope, I mean, my hope is that in the near future we can have more conversations about hormonal health and depression mm-hmm. and, you know, like there's the physical manifestation. But I, I think one of the things that you said really early on in this is like the manifestation of trauma physically in the body Mm-hmm. cannot be overlooked and for you you know you had kind of mentioned to me that like a lot of this was kind of trauma that actually started back in 2019 mm-hmm. and this was like the physical manifestation of that trauma later I really and believe that one of the things that I had you do for this episode <laughs> is create a timeline and that's something that I do I did when I was working in my clinical nutrition practice was have clients like when you're noticing these health changes, can we have a moment to like track what's happened in your life for the last couple so of years? So much can be learned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes it was like this really interesting, like, you know, in August of one year, someone had a traumatic emotional event. And then a year later in the same month, they all of a sudden were coming up with like autoimmunity. And it's mm-hmm. not, it is not separate. <laughs> like, right the body the body's manifestation of of stress of depression of digestive like all of those kind of core things it's there's so much to be said about paying attention to our emotional health and this is like why we all guys we got to be dealing with our shit (laughs) you know and we all have it during rage against the machine just cry cry. during your rage against the machine (sighs) like embrace the anger embrace the vulnerability like embrace the whole spectrum of human emotion and experience and you know, I think I, 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 my hope is that we can talk more and explore more about that humanity on the podcast this year and yes. make space for that. And I, seeing you go through this was really hard for me as yeah. your friend and, and you were so quiet. You were so quiet about it. I mean, even mm-hmm. when you were going through some intense digestive issues, it took you like Ugh. weeks to let me know. And I was like, <laughs> This is literally what I'm trained in. So <laughs> can, you, can you call me, please? But it's well, just that, that was... like figuring it out on your own. Like you're, that's just mm-hmm. your first nature to, to do that. And I think that's true for so many um, so true. mothers, so many women, uh-huh. so many folks who are just trying to like, I don't know, get through each day and not rely on too many other people because, you know, we're not always trusting of other people and or... <laughs> you know folks have let us down in our lives I mean that's honestly, what humans do because humans are humans that's been the latest for me was um I would say the the latest update for me is that I've been dosing since September mm-hmm. with um CBD and THC and early December I had a pretty intense acute biliary attack will you tell people what that is I don't know if I can say it so yeah I mean essentially it's a gallbladder attack so mm-hmm. it's a it's 
a, an acute manifestation of a chronic issue where the gallbladder is accumulating either gallstones or just sludgy bile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's something that happens over uh, possibly, I mean, years and years and years. Yeah, it mm-hmm. can really manifest over a very long period of time. And your body will function and figure out other ways to like reroute things, um, put more emphasis on like the liver and the liver's effort, things like that over mm-hmm. time and and what ends up happening is you kind of come to this culmination and what that acute biliary attack that that gallbladder attack looks like for different is different for different people mm-hmm. but for you I mean you were having some really intense pain it was, and I, and I it, like yeah. I remember you like channeling and being back like to where we talked about our digestive episodes and I said like I am in the business of saving gallbladders <laughs> like this I, is that statement it's like God is like your friend has literally said this like why because that sentence comes back to me all the time well, all the time <laughs> the, the flippancy of the medical community and, and and you know like conventional non-conventional whatever it is just the flippancy that that our society even has around just like removing an organ like it's no big deal <laughs> like and I'm not that willing thing, to accept that can we just, just like not. go back to intuitiveness and think okay that thing's in my body for a reason yes well, it clear. maybe can function differently after I've removed it yes yeah after you remove yeah. the gallbladder mm-hmm. there are rerouting there are ways sometimes the gallbladder can like slowly regenerate itself which is crazy um mm-hmm. but that really depends and then you know, we have other functions. We can take supplements that will kind of help us do the job of a gallbladder. But mm-hmm. that job is really important. Let us not like say the gallbladder is this flippant thing that you can just remove. It helps you like digest a fat. Like- <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> or a finger even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so anyways, all of that to say, I feel very passionately about that. If you guys are dealing with digestive mm-hmm. issues, like please go back and listen to episodes 18 and 19. They're utter gold. We mm-hmm. walk through like, digestive function and support and all sorts of things like there's so much that you can do for yourself if you're struggling with that kind of stuff but anyways tell us more a little bit more about like well, what you went through in December and like I how had the acute biliary attack for the first time four years ago when Cassie and I were first getting to know each other yep like it was it was a long time ago and um I haven't had any issues with the things she taught me then because um I've been supporting my body like it's been I've been doing what I can with it um but I didn't dramatically change my diet I wasn't um on any sort of like known protocol it was um what feels good and what feels right and it worked for me I didn't have any more attacks for quite some time but I mean this 2020 kind of makes sense you know like okay well um and so that that longevity of how long it can take to have any sort of like biliary issue kind of like gallbladder issue came to a culmination for me in December and for me it manifests in like side like my side I feel like nobody's touching my skin I can tell that nobody's touching my skin but I feel like there is squeezing happening Mm. in my side like it's just just very like you had mentioned it kind of feels like a corset and yeah it does it feels a lot like a corset um but really what got my attention because I am so unfortunately painfully used to bloating Mm. and gas and issues within my torso in general that I tend to poo poo things like that away or just be like well it'll change in a week so just keep an eye on it you're not alone with that either like right a lot of folks met I mean like almost everybody normalizes 
gas mm-hmm. and bloating and fatigue after meals mm-hmm. and even like localized pain <laughs> and huh? and it's this like tuning out of our bodies that we've learned to do and mm-hmm. then also just people telling us that like having gas and bloating is normal um, and you know, know it's a normal like kind of defense of the body but like guess what it's a defense of the body it's so a breadcrumb that we should try to tell you yeah it's yes. trying to tell you something and yours is I mean so much of what you've gone through has been manifested through stress mm-hmm. and mental health and I think mm-hmm. that's really something to note here and I'm, I'm like reiterate to you guys there's a reason why we have a disclaimer <laughs> on this podcast even though half of our episodes are not about health and wellness necessarily yeah like, this is not medical advice talk to your practitioner work with your your this nutritionist is a like, yes you to do something yes. with but like. I <laughs> but I think your experience is is not unique in it's that so- we yeah. think that these symptoms are totally normal and we've been told that they're normal, which is no, they're BS. common. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Common, but not normal. Well, I think the point where I decided like, <clears throat> oh, I can't ignore this anymore was over about like a week's time. Um, I went from side squeezing to like um, recognizing like, oh, that's painful because like bloating and squeezing like that full feeling I just I've learned to ignore which is not good but I've learned to ignore because I just you just do the best you can right Mm -hmm. but um pain has a way of waking you up a little bit (laughs) um because it got to the point where taking steps I was starting to walk more gingerly because walking a step on my right side hurt like it jiggled the area Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like ooh, that kind of hurts and then over the week's time, it I started to have these processes in my head. I started thinking like, well, at what point do I go to the ER? <laughs> like, at what point do I decide that this is a problem enough that I need to go to the ER? Because I'm like, I'm like putting hot packs on my side because I'm in pain. I'm like, I'm like laying down in the middle of the day because it's like walking hurts. Um, and actually, I said this to you, I think the day that I told you what was going on is that if I relax my stomach, I feel off center. And like, I feel like I'm going to fall over because mm-hmm. it's like I'm so distended at this point. Um, it took like a week for it to get that bad. And of course, saying out loud in retrospect makes me feel like, wow, that took way too long. Um, <laughs> but I just I had a lot of trouble communicating what I needed. I had a lot of trouble talking, like understanding how I was physically feeling because I was just in a lot of pain Um, and I had trouble even knowing what I wanted. Um, I was just I was just in pain. Like I was to the point where I was just putting myself in my bedroom, like going away. (laughs) Like I wasn't I wasn't communicating well. And um, it was that was the big wake up call for me. And I knew I needed to talk to you but it took me almost a full week to fully talk to you. Like when I knew I needed to talk to you, it took me a day. It took like a full day before I was like, I need to talk to Cassie. I was um, so mad at you. And you were like, what? <laughs> 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 and yeah, I don't recommend it. Like I, I am, I'm now to the point where I'm like, all right, Jen, like, well, and this, this is why they tell you not to make your friends, your practitioners or whatever. Cause the thoughts going through your head are, Cassie's like headed to vacation soon she's super busy she's planning for an event like all of these (laughs) Mm -hmm. things you you know too much and you worry too much and you and you get into this place where you're not advocating for yourself and then also if that's your nature in the first place Mm -hmm. that's something which hi it's Genevieve um, Genevieve. (laughs) to not ask for help 
So well, and I learned so much about myself and advocacy for myself in that moment where I had to like teach my husband when you see this behavior in me, I need you to ask me questions. Mm. Or if you know it's digestive in nature, just remind me to call Cassie before I'm I'm at a certain like first first notice when there's distress like you know pain especially anyway and it's like I'm doing a better job of because like my husband doesn't know what to do for me because I don't tell him and he's not a magician he can't read my mind like I just he's not into what do you mean communication's important or something (laughs) and the thing is is like I logically know this like honestly I know that so much for relationship health and like marriage health but I don't think about it in the fact that that also applies to my health just me by myself (laughs) like you also like and I like I occupy this space too like don't think about your health as a first course of action yes am I meeting everybody else's needs yeah yeah and then and it's I mean this is the thing I think this is a bigger topic right the the ignoring our body in an effort to serve other people to take care of needs to this is an expectation that has been placed on women for a very long time oh my gosh and 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 this is just like the definition of like another hat that we wear is like we're supposed to be and it's virtuous to be self-forgetting which is a martyr be like a person like you've done it to yourself like (laughs) that's some utter bullshit you know Mm -hmm. Because I feel like those of us who say, you know, like, oh, you can't pour from an empty cup in the same breath. We're going to struggle with that every freaking day. Yes. (laughs) I've known that for years. I've I've known that about myself. I've been pinged to it. I'm aware of it. And I'm still having these lessons all the time Mm. of like, oh, I could have handled that in a way that would have served me better in hindsight type of thing. Um and honestly, that was kind of my journey with CBD oil, with the microdosing of THC, was I think so much more clearly about my own priorities mm. than ever before. Like, I I went hard into your recommendations for helping me with well, my gallbladder stuff. We've got, we've got Jen on a full acute biliary attack protocol. It's a um, lot of supplements. Which, I mean, you guys, I'm not, I'm not a... Um, I don't have a nutrition practice at this point. So I, I lend help to friends and, and, you know, get them as far as I can get them and refer them out to folks. But it's, she emergency helped me get to a place where I could eat food, which was necessary. Yes. In fact, (laughs) eating food is necessary. (laughs) Yes. And so now I'm at this place where I can think clearly and I can seek practitioner help in a way Mm -hmm. that, um, um, they can keep up with my, you know, what's going on with me and things like that. But it was, I, I went hard into the recommendations and that was a shift in itself. Cause guess what? That was the beginning of December. Fun way to go into Christmas season. Super fun. Fun. Um, but honestly, I got to this point with my family when they, they just started to feel really bad about like the treats and the food and the, this and the, that. And I just had to be like, guys, I have to be really real with you. I don't ever want to feel like that again, so I don't miss the food. Like, yes, of course, I love the taste of that stuff, but I don't feel bad that I'm not partaking in it because not doing that again. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and this is that, like, mindset shift of instead of, and this is what I worry about. It's been, 
you know, we were kind of talking at the beginning of this episode about diet culture. We've done some great episodes about diet culture with Lucia and kind of mindset work with that when it comes to that. Um, you know, even when I told myself that eating keto with, was this lifestyle, you know, it's not a really sustainable lifestyle forever and ever. And some mm-hmm. folks that listen to the podcast might be like, Cassie, you're wrong. And that's fine. Like if it's sustainable for you, do you, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that I, that I hesitate with now is, is feeling like I was one of those people who facilitated this diet culture mentality mm. and the, this is a good food. This is a bad food. This is the yes list. This is the no list. This is the la 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 la. And even up until the last days of my practice, I was doing things like that, you mm-hmm. know, ideally with this kind of holistic mindset, but not enough nod to you know the thoughts and feelings that we have around food and and wellness and whatever it is our habits are yes, our, yes. Mm-hmm. the stories we're telling ourselves so it honestly it kind of pained me a little bit to put you on a protocol but yeah. and, and but the conversation was like okay this is temporary we have mm-hmm. to think of it as okay what's serving my body right now what's allowing me to heal it was a beautiful way to enter me into it because it was so. very restrictive at first, guys. Like, honestly, I really struggled. I had some really not tasty food for the first, like, week because I was well, like, you what? also were in a place where you couldn't keep anything down or, like, you know, really it have wasn't, anything. Nothing and, was and going feel well. Right. Yeah. And feel okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty extreme, you guys. Like, I mean, I went to a lot of liquid food for a few days because it, I needed it. <laughs> so I was like there's a there's a difference in my opinion between like diet culture mm. and diet thinking and therapeutic thinking and therapeutic culture. Yeah, but it's so easy if you've done a diet previously and yeah. then you're doing something therapeutic that's serving you in this season to dip back into that mindset and then yes. crawl your way back out of it after yep. the fact. Like it's still a mind fuck to crawl your way back out of that. Like I just want to say that. For sure. Totally agree with you. I mean, I feel like um, I, I've had to lean so hard into how do I feel right now physically and emotionally in the mm-hmm. last month um, because it's I, I even had to have this conversation with all of my family members, my, the adults in my family of like, I need you. I need you guys to understand that I either have to take it to this extreme and this um, level of therapy, like as far as like food therapy and things like that. Um or I'm going to, you guys are going to be dealing with me, um, like in the hospital or, and then you're going to have to be caring for me that way. And I'm like, I'm not willing to get there if I can help it. So I'm, I'm taking it to this level now and I'm taking it as seriously as I am now because I know where this is going if I don't do something about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure I could have done it to this extreme or to this intensity um if my mind hadn't been clear <laughs> like totally and had had you done that kind of work in advance before you had that kind of physical manifestation of stress ex- exactly like it's such a complex thing mm-hmm. like and it's such an emotional thing i know lots of people that have had their gall- gallbladders taken out and mm-hmm. and or have decided to go gluten free thinking that would help and fix and it's been a band-aid and they got it out years later and like you know i i know lots of people like that um, that we've had conversation, I've had conversations with, um, cause they're friends of mine or I, you know, just really care about these people and, um, just being like, Hey, like I've learned these things. These are in my toolbox and they're just like, legit, I'm happy for you, but I can't mm. like, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that way of living with 
food like that. And that just absolutely, I mean, breaks my heart in so many pieces because I have found so much autonomy and control over mm. with food. But it, it, I will admit, I have been on this journey of learning about nutrition and learning about food for 10 years. Well, and I will say, like, I feel being on the outside of it that you on the periphery have had a really good balanced thought process. And I think mm. part of that is you are seeing directly in front of you different lifestyle choices work for different humans under mm. your roof. Like true. You're not looking at true. gluten saying like, Oh, gluten's the devil. You're just like, Oh, you know, I actually can have that, you know, previously before you were going through all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like you know you could have that sometimes and you wouldn't have like massive effects or or Skylar can or what have mm-hmm. you and um and that's and so the thought process that you had initially it was so interesting I actually learned a lot from you in those in the early days of our friendship really? thinking about totally think just looking huh. at how you manage different diets in your household well, and yeah. having kids I, with allergies and but it, I was it by myself a, I didn't learn it from anybody else so I was right. like there was no dogma there you know but it brings about a different perspective to understand that what's healing for someone might not be healing for another and I think yeah. that's something that you've had on your shoulders this whole time true as you've made those changes for yourself and mm-hmm. I think it's going to serve you well moving forward with your mental health when it comes to you mm-hmm. know like loosening restriction yeah. Um, and it's going to be an interesting journey. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Very I'm here cognizant. For it. I'm here for it alongside you. I'm doing okay. it myself right now. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, I, I feel like just now I'm finally like the grip was so tight on restriction. And even if I wasn't restricting, it was either like I'm restricting myself and I feel good or mm-hmm. I, and it's really hard or I'm not restricting myself and I feel shameful. Like I suck and I'm not doing it right. You know, it was one mm-hmm. thing or the other. Ah, and even mm-hmm. when I loosened restriction, there was not joy in the loosening of that restriction. And that process is still mm. happening for me, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. interesting. So anyways, let's, interesting. let's go back to you. I like I tell us. <laughs> well, I mean, so much of this, like you were having physical manifestations. You're playing mm-hmm. with CBD with microdoses of THC. That's working really well for you still right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I would love for you to just talk a minute about what that experience has been like. Cause there's a lot of mixed feelings around CBD, probably mm-hmm. not in our community. Our community of folks is probably like, yes, CBD. you know, <laughs> we're all, we're all kind of digging in and starting to learn about it and play with it and see, mm-hmm. um, or many of us are. And, and I, myself included in that. Yeah. But I would love to hear about actually like your direct experience with CBD. Again, this is not medical advice. She's just sharing yeah. her experience. Um, and yeah, what, like some of the specifics along yeah, the way. What, yeah, what's changed for you. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think like as far as what's changed for me, like what I've, the benefits I have found from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I will tell you guys a little bit more openly about my journey because um, I kind of wish that somebody, I had an option to find somebody who's like me or in a situation like me going mm-hmm. through this, but I didn't know where to look. Um, so for me... I, I have to put this up as a, um, a precursor. Like I'm, I grew up around lots of people who looked at people that use marijuana in any form as wrong. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always thought that it was a nasty 
drug (laughs) and um, growing up anyway. And if you partake in this, it's going to make you X, Y, Z way. And Mm -hmm. it took me a hot second to learn a little bit at a time over years about um, different parts of the marijuana plant and what it what it means and what it does to the body because I am interested let's be clear like I'm interested in what it's doing to my body because let's face it people partake in recreational drugs all the time and they're they're just like what it's who I am it's like you know they're just partaking those things and I I just I didn't want to be that person I wanted to know what was going on with my body Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what it meant for me and I'm not interested in altering my body's chemistry I'm not interested in getting high I'm not like I'm just if if that's what you want totally cool like that's I mean you kind you are altering your body's chemistry when you take CBD true I'm not interested in changing my body's processes permanently like if that makes sense like I don't want my brain chemistry to be changed like you hear about what happens with recreational drugs totally yeah rerouting and all of that yeah yeah I'm interested in therapeutic um, help and effects but I know there's going to be a day when I'm not taking this you know there's like some day and I don't want to feel dependent on it the rest of my life but I want to be able to use it appropriately just Mm. like you would salt and like water and like (laughs) you know what I'm saying like it's Mm -hmm. anyway and so for me it I I had to really let go of any um learned things that I had around this plant and to like learn more about um how it could therapeutically help me and what I wanted from this situation like I needed to know what I what do I want from this and ultimately I I wanted relief mm-hmm. mental relief um more than anything and I was like I need to understand because I I even have friends that smoke a joint because they feel like a better person throughout the week because they do it once a week like for them that works and um I just wanted to explore all these different sides of and I knew CBD was um helpful for me in anti-inflammatory ways and um but I it hadn't really affected any part of like my mental health yet and so that was part of my reason of reaching out to Sharon Bailey of being like okay I need to understand I don't know anything about the different strains Mm -hmm. I don't know about terpenes like I don't know about dosing like there's so much to learn that um I wanted to be kind of educated on what I was doing and um so that way I could be like is this working for me the way I want it to and um I'm glad that I did it that way because I was able to measure my experience with a little more care of like, okay, that dosage didn't work for me um, or this gave me an effect I didn't want. That's not how I want to, you know, and like I've learned I need, I take it at night Mm -hmm. um, about two hours before I go to bed. I I do best when I have probably, it's been within an hour of eating dinner. That's how my body just takes it in best. Um, Otherwise it takes it too fast. And I feel a little dizzy and I feel I don't like that feeling because I have Meniere's disease. I get dizzy by myself. I don't need more of that. <laughs> I don't need I'm help like, being dizzy. I don't need help on that front. And so, um, but I will say like I sleep deeper. I sleep better. Um, I really feel like my head is just a better place to live in. 
<laughs> like I'm just uh, like the emotional side of it. And guys, it didn't happen for me until I got into that micro dosing, like the really, really, really like even when I go in and I go get more and I'm talking to somebody behind the counter, I'm like, I literally don't want I want the smallest dose. And they kind of look at me like, why? <laughs> like, and it's just it's just what I it's how I prefer to feel. It's like how my body works best and what the effects I want from it. And um, so I, I take a tincture. And um, if I need extra support, then I also have capsules and I oscillate between 20 to one dosing and 10 to one dosing Mm. between the two. Um, Honestly, it has a lot to do with also what's available because I cannot get over how fast things sell out right now. (laughs) I mean, I guess I can. CBD with THC right now. (laughs) Yeah, I legit. So like the the dispensary I go to in this area has um, the last Monday of the month is Munchy Monday, which absolutely makes me laugh. But it's 20% off. And so I was like, I saved my money. And I was like, I know this is working for me. I know what I want. Showed up to the shop. And the lady in front of me bought like all the boxes they had of what I was going to buy. Like all of it. And I was like, ah. And it's like, you know, I was so careful about figuring out what I wanted. And all of a sudden I was like, well, crap. No, I had to like try new things. And I was like, oh. So it's like there's this whole like (laughs) experience around this that has been rather interesting. Um but ultimately i'm i'm grateful for the effect that it has on me and i'm grateful that it's legal in my state in washington mm-hmm. i'm grateful that there's access to it um and i feel like i feel like there should be accessibility for people that want to go this route <laughs> for mental health you know Totally. I could probably I, well, do a whole episode Mental and physical health, I would argue. Totally agree with um, you. Yes. Yes, I yes, think yes. It's, I've so many of the things that you're saying about like the dogma around marijuana, around hemp, like in general is something that I felt deeply in my bones. I remember before my dad passed, he was, um, he was smoking a little bit of marijuana for mm. pain management and it was helping him mm-hmm. a lot. And I just remember being like, well, this can't be bad if it's helping him. But I had mm-hmm. really like mixed feelings. And none of that, that was just informed from society and from the conservative mm-hmm. Christian community that I operated in. Same. Mm-hmm. It's such bullshit. And it's so interesting to me several years later, many years later, to just see, you know, the advances in science and research and all of that kind of surrounding cannabinoids and the cannabinoid system in the body. It's absolutely fascinating to me. And I definitely, I would Mm -hmm. love to talk more about this on the podcast in the future as well, which I mean, we're late Mm -hmm. to the game with that, but I still, I still want to do it. Um, (laughs) And again, like you guys go listen to the episode that, uh, that Sharon did um, on um, the unrefined she podcast i'll link it in the show notes for all of you so good um, with the owner of rock and roots farm it's a mm-hmm. um, cbd uh, dispensary in colorado it's awesome um, and she has some really cool like uh complimentary products as well like muscle rubs and mm-hmm. things like that she has a lot of really and great knowledge around what's the cannabinoid system. I learned a lot listening to that yes. episode. And that, I mean, that's the kind of piece of it that's really interesting to me is like the system that exists in the body, how we find regulation. And so much, mm-hmm. I think, of the effort I've tried to make as both a practitioner and a human being who's trying to kind of hack my own health over mm-hmm. the years has been to figure out what are these different ways that we can kind of like restore balance in the body 
in Mm -hmm. you know being in a chronically stressed state has like just fucked everything up so now how do we kind of come back to to physical hormonal balance within the body and allow Mm -hmm. these kind of systems to work together and so a lot I had a couple of consultations I I've been using equilibria CBD so I am not dosing with THC yet (laughs) but I (laughs) am real I'm enjoying it and one of the cool things that they do and again this is like not an ad friends I'll put the equilibria stuff in the show notes for you and I, I think I have a referral code too that you could use um and get a little bit off Ooh, your cool. purchase <clears throat> but what I will say is that the process that equilibria puts you through with having access to a dosage specialist is really cool mm. and I was able to talk to her for a pretty good chunk of time and I was like listen I'm, I'm pretty educated and and if anatomy and physiology I would love to learn more about you know what exactly are we doing here (laughs) in the body you know I know (laughs) I know the anecdotal reasons that people choose CBD the things that it has benefited for them but then also you know what does that system look like in the body and am I doing something where I'm replacing something that my body is supposed to be producing and then my body's going to produce less of it like that's always the question for me it's like Yes. If I am I promoting my body to return to balance on its own and then I don't need this anymore or is it the opposite? And that's always the oh, kind of the good question. Way to put it. Mm-hmm. This is the question that I always have when I'm I'm reaching for something. It's why you have to be super careful with like melatonin because guess what? It will downregulate your body's production of melatonin or has a potential to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh so anyways, that were that was a lot of my questions. I'm super in the early stages of learning and so I won't speak to it from any place of knowledge. Um, but anecdotally mm-hmm. it's made a big difference for me, but I, I do want to say like seeing you go that direction for your own health was really inspiring to me and it really sparked mm-hmm. curiosity for me. So I'm really mm-hmm. glad that you're talking about it on the podcast. Cause I think, you know, for yeah. every person we have out there who is a either already using CBD or curious about it and, and doesn't have those judgments and is ready to try it. I think we also have those folks who are listening who, um, you know, have, you know, maybe some of those thoughts and stigmas themselves or, Mm -hmm. you know, are trying to kind of break through those and have been thinking like, maybe this is a good route for me to go, Mm -hmm. uh, to try this kind of, um, you know, intervention or, or therapy for myself. So I think it's, it's cool to, to start talking about. And again, I would love to talk about it more on the podcast for sure. Cause I think it's something that that means a lot. Thank you. It felt rather curiosity. Yeah. It felt rather important when I did it. Yeah. It felt like, yes <laughs> so so bring us up to speed current day like how current are day. how are you feeling mm-hmm. both with like coming back to the podcast you know physically yeah. and everything but also kind of recommitting yourself and being here in 2021 with us on the podcast oh my gosh I'm I'm pumped I'm excited I'm it's it's just it feels like a different game now like I feel mm. like it's a different playing field than it was not long ago uh because like even when we were discussing like what what content are we going to be putting out in 2020 I was just like what I keep asking myself this all the time with the podcast is what is lighting me up right now like what Mm -hmm. gets me going what gets me what can I not shut up about (laughs) like because like I when I'm interested in something or I feel this and like flow around it and it's it's I could talk forever and um little by little I'm having these conversations with people that I know um, are on a similar journey or could benefit from it and it's been so therapeutic to be like 
wow, like a lot of us are going through stuff like this. And and so I just I'm really excited to be like openly talking about how I'm doing, openly talking about what I'm doing. I feel ready to um, I don't feel rushed at all. I don't feel like I you know, in the beginning I said I was a little nervous or nervous sided and it wasn't because I'm not ready. It's because this feels so important, like and like it feels so relevant for so many of us and um you know I just I'm I'm excited and my body's doing really well I've actually feel so much less inflammation than I think I've ever experienced and I think I needed to do this a long time ago with my diet therapeutically but I'm kind of glad that I waited because I'm not sure that I was mentally ready to do it hmm. if that makes sense absolutely like, like I I have so much less judgment around things that I'm doing with my food like I was telling Cassie, I was kind of playing around with bringing eggs back because I took that out because I suspected some issues there. And um, I was bringing it back in a way that felt like right for my body. And so far, it's not so bad. Like I haven't had any, I haven't noticed anything from it. And it was kind of interesting to um, reintegrate a month later, like try something and see how it goes and not really have any judgment around it. Mm. It was just purely, how does this make me feel? I feel like that's the only way forward with what I'm doing is trying and no judgment and how does this make me feel you know and it's like well if it's not for me right now um like I had some accidental exposure to mayonnaise the other day like conventional mayonnaise and um I was like nope nope that's no mm -mm." and so I'm gonna just be careful I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expose myself to conventional mayonnaise because that is a no for me right now Mm -hmm. but I like I I still have to have that sentence of not right now like this is not for me like I still I'm, I hold really firm to um, you know there's a season for everything there's a time for everything and right now it's just I my body needs this from me to be a little more protective around my food mm. um, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good physically I'm feeling good mentally of course I have good days and bad days my last menstrual cycle um, when I was bleeding I was like that was honestly the craziest period I've had a long time I had really horrible inflammatory acne on my chin my chin was like a different shape like because it was so inflamed in different spots it was very painful actually I was just like oh gosh every time I glanced my like touched my chin I was like ow (laughs) and period um, acne is the worst especially when it's like so painful yeah and again common but not normal right exactly and I haven't had that in a long time but I'm supporting my body so differently now And then, um, honestly, like, I'm just, I'm grateful for the unattached attitude that I have towards a lot of the things that I'm going through. And I feel like it was the right time for me Mm. to explore that. And so I'm just full of gratitude and I'm, I'm just full of like, let's go ready. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I know you're excited about having like some balance and some rhythm and feeling mm-hmm. better but like let's not get back into things too quickly my friend <laughs> like, I know just, I'm trying like, to I'm like, like pace yourself over there okay <laughs> I definitely have had to let go of some things that I wanted to do even mm-hmm. in the last three weeks um and I but I and so stop and celebrate the things that I have been able to do mm-hmm. and that's been really profound for like getting me to like okay Jen like you just you know like reflections that we've gone through and done has been really helpful because I'm like, I don't feel as rushed to like execute, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm more like, I felt like I lived more in gratitude than for what what had happened than I ever, yeah, it was, it was good to reflect. So that way I didn't try to push forward too hard. So I'm like yeah. feeling ready to go, but I'm still having these moments of like, 
you've done a lot jen you've done enough like chill mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like the conversation we're all having in our own mm-hmm. heads so it's good stuff well i'm like thank you for being so vulnerable on the podcast and with our community mm-hmm. here like i know for me these are some of the best episodes and conversations that we have here are, are just the real real about doing life and trying to figure out how to feel better and take care of ourselves and obviously this is an ever-present conversation mm-hmm. on this podcast and has been probably since day one um, oh, i have to thank least- you i really do like for many things like i i struggled i felt like i lost a little bit of like who i was last year mm-hmm. and um mostly i just lost sight of it i didn't lose myself i just couldn't see it like i couldn't I felt foggy. Everything felt foggy. And you were so patient with me and encouraging and kind through that process that and part of the reason why I'm like, let's get back to the podcast is because I'm like, yes, ma'am. Like, I'm ready and I'm excited <laughs> to podcast with you. And I can't imagine having a different partner for this because you just you give me such safe space to be everything <laughs> that I am. No. I mean, there's not a better thought or compliment because I just even you know it it broke my heart a little bit even when you said like you were you felt so distant from yourself like feeling like Mm -hmm. yourself and I know how that feels and then also Mm -hmm. like Jen in her full self is like freaking amazing badass I'm just you know (laughs) also sweet and soft and caring and kind and amazing and it's just Mm -hmm. it feels good to see you back in your back in your element and feeling better and all of that so i'm really grateful that you're on a healing path and that we all get to be on that path with you Uh, welcome grateful (laughs) for you babe all right you guys have a wonderful rest of your week we love you and we'll talk to you next week thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.